Hi everyone, you're listening to the Shagilola Salami Show, a show set in a virtual cafe, and I'm your host, Shagilola Salami. Um, again, wasn't it just yesterday I was saying I had a sore throat? Seriously, someone needs to sponsor me and give me, you know, unending supply of sore throat medicine. <laughs> oh, sorry. I promise whoever I've got here today, I will not cough into your drink. So who have I got here with me today? Hi, my name is Crystal, and I'm a career coach, and I help parents transition, help their kids transition successfully from school to the workforce. Oh, hi, Crystal. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm very fortunate to be doing well after hearing you cough. I know, but it just seems to be unending. You know, it's like one minute, and I think it's just blooming UK weather because it's really gray day, and it's like, one minute you think it's about to snow because it's so cold, and then it gets a little bit sunny. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the weather just changes again. The weather just keeps changing and changing, and your body can't figure out what it wants to do. Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be rainy? Is it going to be sunny? It just keeps changing. Aww. And then my little human brings germs for nursery, so, you know, I'm just, I just pick everything up, so it's fine. I promise you I will not cough in anything I offer you in my cafe. So what would you like to drink today? I would like a really hot cup of coffee, um, perhaps with some kind of cream liqueur in it. Okay, with a creamy liqueur, I will see. Hmm. Yes. Well, I'm sure I've got a button that can press that because normally before, before it was my little human who used to get the drinks and stuff. But, you know, mm -hmm. we've upgraded the kitchen and, you know, we've got, you know, it was like automatic dispensers. So I think, I think there's a button there for it. Because normally if it was my little girl who was doing it, then, yeah, we might get into trouble for letting little humans um, handle that. But we can manage that today. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if it wasn't that, it would probably be some sort of exotic tea. I love teas and there's so many different flavors that, like, I probably would want something random. <laughs> like what? Mm, maybe some interesting combination like I love lemongrass and maybe something a little bit spicy with some I don't know let me see with ginger in it lemongrass and ginger and some honey to sweeten it up yeah that sounds good because I think I also need some lemon um lemon and ginger in my life right now <laughs> absolutely let's coat that through so you're not coughing I know, I know, it's, and it's been like that for the last God knows how long, but yeah. Anyways, um, so career coach, now that's, that's, quite, that's quite interesting. Tell me, how do you do what you do? I work with students virtually, and we get together for bi-weekly group calls, and we hang out and have fun online and play games. Like, if you were a piece of candy, what kind of piece of candy would you be and why? And what happens is the kids get used to talking about themselves and what they're doing. And it's really cool because you get this group of kids and they're all over the place as far as what they want to do and where they're at. And it's just some really interesting conversations mm. that we talk about as far as their career, their internships. and What age um, range of children do you work with? <clears throat> The kids that I coach online are anywhere from, I don't know, maybe about 12 and up all the way through college. But I do seem to be attracting on social media a lot of parents that have kids as young as four years old. Well, yeah, you know, it is actually quite, um, 
important because sometimes I think, and again, I'm not the expert, that's your job, uh, but I think sometimes, you know, children start to show um, affinity for a particular angle. And, you know, sometimes parents might not be really too sure how to lead them in that, you know, particular path, you know, if it's even a path, you know, for them to um, explore or, you know, they might have an idea based on, you know, what they think they know about the current financial uh, market or the world economy and, you know, sort of making projections of what they think would be favorable jobs in the future. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's interesting because when you talk about kids, like I know my aunt is a pre-kindergarten teacher, so she's working with some pretty young kids. And it's interesting because when I talk to her about like, well, how was your day? And she's like, oh, well, today, you know, I did this fun activity with the kids. And, you know, she's always planning out like the books that she's going to read and the different themes. And so it's interesting because as little kids, she'll try and make the reading activities fun. So they're more interested in reading. And she'll be like, okay, so who do you want to be today? Do you want to be the police officer? Do you want to be the teacher? Do you want to be the nurse? And to me, it just shows that like these kids are having these conversations. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up when they're really young? No, that's, that's very true. Yeah. So I think part of the challenge is like adults, we kind of like get limited. And what do you want to be like a doctor, teacher, lawyer? And those are only like three professions we might repeat to a child true, several true. times. And there's so true. many more options out there. True. So I guess it's about, you know, sort of starting that conversation early, you know, seeing, you know, what a child would be um, interested in. But I think it's almost um, <clears throat> unfortunate that most times, you know, when someone says they want to be something when they're younger, they, as they grow up, they change their mind, get better, change their mind again, and end up something completely different to what they set out um, to do. Yeah, and that's interesting because I think to a certain extent, that's actually really, really healthy. I think it's kind of as an adult, it's irrational to expect a little kid to know what they want to do for the rest of their life if they have no life experience. Yeah. So I would much rather a kid change their mind a lot when they're younger and then slow down as they get older and say, okay, well, maybe by the time they hit high school, they're like, okay, I want to be in the medical field. And then at least you narrow it down to what kind of profession within the medical field. Yeah. But when they're younger, let them roam free. Let them explore all the different books and activities and museums and let them get exposure. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. But can you give me, you know, um, what's how am I going? <clears throat> oh, my, my, my throat is really sore. Well, can you give me an example? Obviously, you don't have to tell me the child's name, you know, of someone, you know, that you've, you know, helped the parents, you know, you know, and coached him or her, um, you know, as part of what you do. I was just quite interested to see how it works and what the outcomes do you tend to follow up at the end? Oh, you know what? I have a great um, case study I'd love to tell you about. Okay. Marissa Thompson. And when she was in second grade, she did a report on wells. I think it was Beluga Wells and absolutely fell in love with the ocean. And she read everything she could about the ocean. Okay. And so it probably wasn't till later when we were in, she was in high school that we started working together. Okay. And she did the science fair and fish and 
a scholarship judge, or sorry, a judge from a different category was really impressed and gave her a business card and said, you know, I work for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. We have opportunities for you to volunteer. And if you're interested, like reach out. And so this kid was super excited. She's like, that's so cool. But she had no social skills in terms of how to follow up, how to write a handwritten letter, how to pick a call, the phone up and make a professional phone call. Yeah. She didn't have all that. She didn't learn it in school. And so that's really where the coaching came in part because when we worked together, I was helping her understand how volunteering is a good way to explore career opportunities yeah. because she ultimately ended up getting to work with a fish hatchery and getting exposure to things that she wouldn't have otherwise gotten exposure to. And it's much different when you're volunteering than just reading a book. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so how did you get in touch with this girl? <coughs> so she, it happened to be um, some a warm contact that I know. A lot of my clients come from people I've met either at conferences, education, just having conversations and getting referrals. Okay. Okay. No, that's, that sounds that sounds you know quite interesting. So um, I guess you know I'm quite you know it's quite it's quite a um, an eye opener to see that you know where you fit in you know very hand nicely in with this girl you know it's sort of encouraging her to do volunteering and you know things like that. Huh. So what about another person? What what's that? You know because I think it sort of helps for people to get a bigger picture because when I was younger I didn't get a career coach um you know and thinking back I think my life would have probably taken a different career not that I'm not happy with my life as, as it is um but I think it would have taken a different um, path if I did have a career coach um so tell me about someone else that you've worked with it's quite interesting what you do yeah, it's interesting. I have a kid right now who's struggling to pick a career path. And I think it's really interesting because he, his mom fell into that trap of what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And he's like, I want to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. And it's like when he's a little kid, like, oh, that's cute. And the challenge is he never explored any careers. And so now he's in high school and that's what he's probably wanted to be for like the past seven years. That when she talks about other career options, he struggles because it's his backup plan is, well, if I'm not a professional soccer player, I want to be a professional coach for a soccer team. And uh -huh. she's like, that's probably not going to happen. What's your plan C? He's like, okay, well, I want to be a pro soccer player sports announcer. And she's like, the probability of that happening, there's probably not too many jobs out there because that's a fun job. Like, what else do you want to be? And he just kind of keeps hitting up against this wall of, well, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because the parent doesn't have any guidance. Like, before we started coaching, it was always like, well, I asked my kid what he wants and he doesn't know. And then there's kind of this awkward silence. And I think parents sometimes they just need that guidance as far as well what do I say or what other questions can I ask to get the conversation started and that's really where I come into play is I also help parents understand how do you have an ongoing conversation with your child so that you build a meaningful relationship with them and it can be fun while you help them explore careers 
Yeah, no, that's, that, you know, that's so, that sounds really good. Um, sorry, my throat, so I'm not sounding, I'm not sounding, I'm not speaking properly. Um, <clears throat> no, it's quite, it's quite exciting though, because even though you're a career coach, you know, for children, you're also helping the parents, you know, try and ask the children the right thing and give them idea of um, questions to ask in response to certain comments that the children would make. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, no, that's, that's, and then you, you know, and then I really like the first one, you know, where she had this opportunity and, you know, you sort of say to her, well, these are the op different options that, um, that you can, you can explore. So what's five, so if someone, you know, let's say someone was a parent and they were listening to you talking now, um, you know, what five tips can you tell them are the benefits or importance of, you know, speaking to a career coach? And at what stage in a child's life would it be ideal to speak to a career, uh, career coach? Yeah, so the benefits of getting a conversation started is you're really helping your child think in a mindset of what, what's possible, what can I do? Because mm -hmm. as children, they're, they're so used to being told what to do that as they get older and they get close to college age, they need to start making decisions on their own. And it's easier to have that conversation if you get started when they're really young. So at least they're open-minded and they're willing to see what else is out there and to explore. It's also helpful too because it gives you something to talk about with your kid. It's something exciting. It's something meaningful. It, it means more. I think kids know that, oh, I should volunteer because, you know, there's a aspect of it that makes them feel like they're a good person. Um, it's also highly encouraged to get scholarships or to put on your application when attending college. But I think there's a real piece that's missing when people think in terms of exploring your career. And if you as a parent don't know much about that, that area or that center, you know, getting your kid in that environment where they're talking to people who do it on a daily basis or who work in that environment or know more about what kind of opportunities there are, you're really helping your kid network and giving them an, an opportunity to visualize, can I see my, myself here? Is this something I can do day in or day out? Or what is it that I like or don't like about this? And you're really helping your child think forward and make better decisions. And that's why I created a guide to help parents and to help you understand what questions can you ask so you can help your child make better career decisions and then they just get into the habit of that and it helps them throughout their lives because even after school, they're still going to be making career decisions to help them move forward and beyond. No, of course, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds really, um, that sounds really remarkable. Um, <coughs> sorry, the, the little human shoes had been a little um, toddler moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. <laughs> she sounds like she's excited to join our conversation. Yeah, no, she goes. So for some reason, she's gone to get her nursery bag. And today is not nursery day. So I'm not really sure what she's trying to achieve. I think she's quite eager to go back to nursery school. Mm -hmm. That's uh, good. Yes, I know. She likes education and reading and stuff like that. But yeah, anywho, um, but no, what, you, what you're saying definitely does sound... Um, you know, really. Say bye -bye. Exactly. Oh, you're gonna say hello then. Okay, come say hello first of all. 
Go on, say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. How are you, everybody? Hi. No one can hear you say, how are you, everybody? How are you, everybody? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Okay, I think I think she's happy now. So, yes, I, you know, and then, you know, sort of say that now. I tried to get her to come up, you know, in my virtual cafe as well to get her used to talking so that if the show continues, you know, for several more years, I can imagine when she's much older, she will be quite confident in talking and talking to people. So you're definitely quite right about starting from quite young because that's stuff they can put on their CV when they're older. Oh, you're so right how important it is. Because a lot of times what happens is in school, they just sit and listen and they don't feel comfortable talking. And then when they get to an, an interview, whether it's for a job or an internship or a scholarship interview, they struggle to talk about themselves because they're not used to talking. So you encouraging her just to get up and say, hi, how are you? This is what my name is. I mean, little things like that make a huge difference. So of course it's done because now, you know, I see her, you know, showing that um, initiative and wanting to come and say hello to people or to say hello on the show. Oh yeah, keep doing it. it it'll benefit her and she's, she's developing her confidence to be able to talk to people and to meet people. And that's really what it's about is regardless of what career you have, you're serving someone else. And you're going to have coworkers or other people you meet with. So whether or not it's the person she's interviewing with or, you know, just even finding out about job opportunities and networking. It's all about having a conversation and talking to people. All right, though, because I remember um, someone who came on my show um, sometime earlier on in the year um, or a few or a good few months ago. I can't remember exactly when. and. <laughs> he was classed as being an overnight um, successor. He was an or he is an author or was, um, I don't know if he's still writing, uh, but at the time, you know, he was an author. And, you know, when he came on the show, so I was sort of trying to get, you know, how does one become an overnight success? And, you know, like how they say it takes 10 years um, to become an overnight success. And it was more or less yes. the same thing with him. Because guess what, though? His mother was an author right so he was okay. always following her going to book events talking you know sort of seeing her when she's getting her book edited you know making connections talking to bloggers and you know trying to get her book out there so whilst he's done that from a very young age and seeing the person that his mom has had done and then he started working on building his own network um so that when he released his first book he then became quote unquote an overnight success Right, whereas people didn't realize that it's all the work he had been putting because he had been following his mother from when she was doing her books before you know he then got inspiration to do his. That's such a great story, and that's so true. I mean, I think that there's a lot more work that's put into it that we don't think about, and I think sometimes we think, oh, well, they're just kids, but kids learn at amazingly at amazing rates if you think about them being able to learn a language and to speak and all the motor skills, like they're great learners. 
Of course, of course they are. Um, and that's why, you know, um, for 2018, you know, I said I was going to make a focus in the virtual cafe um, about encouraging children to read for pleasure. Um, and, you know, because I think that it would really help because if children, you know, say they come and, and they see, well, you know what, guess what, you know, I think what I've been seeing consistently, <coughs> excuse me, people saying that, you know, when you're reading, you know, especially from a young age, it helps to expand your vocabulary. And a lot of, you know, guests have come on and said that's what has helped them, especially those um, guests who've not had English as their first language, you know, it's really helped them expand their vocabulary. So if any child was listening, you can think, Oh, well, guess what? You know what? I can actually learn an older language just from reading. I mean, you can have TV, cassettes, audios and stuff, but you can't really dispute, you know, the benefit, you know, reading can have um, in expanding, you know, one's um, vocabulary. And for me, I always think that, you know, the world is such a small marketplace now. And in order for one to compete effectively, you need to be multilingual. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about reading. Um, there's a lot of benefits, and I think, too, when, when kids are younger, it's easy to encourage them just for pleasure because, you know, you want to have that special bonding moment when you're reading your kid a good night story, so it makes sense, but I think when you help a kid really love to read at a young age, I see it when they're older because when kids find a career that really interests them, it's just like they just plow through the material. They're on websites, they're reading brochures, they're reading books, they're reading anything they can get their hands on about this career that they're fascinated by. And I think when you read to kids when they're younger, it gives them an opportunity to see like multiple perspectives of the world and just see like there's different kinds of lifestyles. There's people who, you know, stand on their feet all day in a job. There's people who work outdoors. There's people who work indoors. Like it's a good way to get them thinking about what opportunities are out there when they're younger. And then this way they're more open to things when they get older and finding something that's going to be a good fit for them. Because not everybody's going to do well standing on their feet for eight hours a day like a surgeon. Like, People need to think about their careers, not just from a standpoint of what makes the most money or what do they enjoy, but it's what's going to be a good fit for your lifestyle. What are you willing to do or not to? But no, definitely. So I, I think this is actually, you know, having a good point, you know, so start children of reading books, wide range of books so that they can see the world, you know, um, you know, from not just the micro lens of their immediate lifestyle, but, you know, for what opportunities <coughs> are out there and you know for me I think you know having somebody even if it's not a professional careers coach but you know someone like you would definitely be quite important because I can imagine children um would never want to always take their parents word for it They're like yeah but you're my mom you're always going to say the same things you know and it's just nice to be able to have someone else's um perspective especially when it's a field the parent is not very skilled at. Yes, very true. I hear that a lot too. Uh, mom, mom especially tends to play a more active role. And it's like, my kid needs someone besides mom telling my kid what to do because, you know, I'm mom. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's nice because I kind of act like a neutral third party that comes in. And it's interesting what some of the kids tell me because they're things that they might not tell their parents. And a lot of it is they have struggles and they have challenges and they know that their parent wants them to be the best. 
And so sometimes they don't always open up or talk to their parent. And that's why I enjoy coaching because I provide a community of other like-minded kids who might be a couple steps ahead of them or a couple grades ahead of them. And so they, they get to see other kids and talk to them about some of the challenges that they went through, how did they overcome it? And then they're inspired because they see someone who's just a few steps ahead of them. And that, that's really the benefit of a career coach. It's not just me providing your kid advice as far as what to do. It's creating that environment so your kid wants to show up, kind of like how your daughter wants to go to nursery class. It, it's providing yeah. that, you know, they want to be engaged. They want to go forward. They want to participate. They want to find out what's next. And the way to do that is have a conversation with your kid when you're young. Keep that conversation going. And if you're not sure what to say, that's okay. That's why I'm here. And, you know, I offer you a gift of seven ways to help your child make better career decisions. And it can be found at sevenwaystohelp.com. No, that sounds, that sounds, um, that sounds really um, interesting. Last question, though. Are your sessions all group M sessions? No, they're not. I do some individual. I have like a coaching where I do um, gold, silver, and bronze. And what I find that's really interesting is parents tend to think that the group coaching is the most important aspect. And so I focus on that. And then when a kid gets an interview for, say, a scholarship or internship or a job, and that's why where we do the one-on-one -on -one to help them really fine-tune and get comfortable with what they're going to say. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, I'm going to go get my own lemon tea now, and I'll be getting yours in a second. But any final words of wisdom you want to share with any parents? Yes, it's never too early to start having a conversation. It doesn't matter what age your child is. And just, it's a great way to have a more meaningful relationship with your child so i'd certainly encourage you to go to sevenwaystohelp.com grab your copy of questions to ask your child and just have fun with it fabulous well thank you so much for making the time off i can imagine that you've been quite busy um you know helping and changing lives um so thank you so much for coming on the show the virtual cafe and hopefully you'll have a better day and my throat will get better as well yes thank you for having me i wish your throat the best i hope it feels thank better soon i know i hope so because i'm just getting to that point where it's just irritating now the little human goes to nursery brings the germs to me the weather doesn't really help so literally <laughs> my voice just goes all the time Aww. But no, it's been a pleasure. And to everyone else who's taking the time to listen to us to the end, thank you very much. And until next week, it's the Shekulala Salami Show. Bye now.